Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Flash Flashcast. It's quite an episode in this one, and so we have just a multitude of questions and and answers, I believe. You'll recognize the first co-host, which is the ape man himself, Tony Sindelar. Hello, nerds. And because there was a kidnapping, we are missing Miss Lisa. And so we brought in our own uh, heavy hitter, our own HR, the ever-present Jason Snell. Hello, gorillas. And so we need to start our 30-second recap, and we have a few new segments. Uh, Tony, what is it? Uh, Monkey business. Monkey Uh, business. Yeah. I think that we got a lot to say about monkeys. And we do or have some gorillas. And we do have some wellness checks because we do have double Harry's. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Harry meets HR. Again, yeah. I guess. A little. Yes. Some good jokes there. So All right. now out of the blue, I bailed on doing any recapping on Arrow, but Jason, you have decided that you're gonna take on the speed test. I this am. is how it works in Central City. You show up as a guest, and we just we put you to work. Get in the kitchen, wash some dishes, do us a recap. Um, but, you know, be quick about it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. All I'm right. ready when you are. You ready? Jason, I got my timer. Uh, I'm going to give you a countdown, and then you're going to go. Is that, okay. is that you're cool? All right. Sure. Three, two, one, go. Jesse Quick reports that on Earth 2, Harry has been kidnapped to Gorilla City. Some of Team Flash goes to save him, only some, but they're captured and imprisoned. Grodd manipulates Barry into fighting the King Gorilla so Grodd can take over and return to Central City with his Gorilla army, using Cisco to make the breaches. Meanwhile, on Earth-1, Jesse and Wally, who are left behind for some reason, act all (laughs) awkward before admitting they're totally into each other. Anyway, everyone escapes back to Earth-1 with Harry just in time, but Grodd's kidnapped Cisco's girlfriend, Gypsy. Oh no! So he's going to invade anyway. I got that was at like 31 seconds. That was pretty wow. solid. Very fast, you know? Fastest uh, I think this it helps season. That this season, uh, this episode was uh, high on guerrilla CGI and battle scenes and low uh-huh. on uh, dialogue and uh, plot points. Only, so. really two, only really two plot points <laughs> nope, uh, yeah. in this. And, and the B story in my little recap is one sentence, right? I yeah, mean, the, really, the B story suffered in this one. It, the, you know what? It's hard to be second fiddle to Guerrilla City. It's, it's it hard is. to be the, the backup band to that, right? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, you know... Jesse and Wally, uh, I, I, I totally get why they were left behind in terms of the show, which is <laughs> like to have another plot mm-hmm. <laughs> and and to let let them address this kind of uh, romance angst thing that's been going on since uh, the beginning of the season between them, mm-hmm. um, and resolve the like now he's a speedster and what does that mean and is she going to stay and all of that. So they they got into it right a little bit, but and also also. How do you like those robbers? Those were the worst robbers. Oh, those were the worst robbers. The daylight robbers. They're the mi- just running yeah, around. Midday, and- midday robbers who point their guns <laughs> at known speedsters. And, and, yeah. and their answer was, we got to meet some people. What? <laughs> friends. They said, I, our friends are waiting. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, th- those were not your top tier Central City. No. Uh, things have really fallen apart since Captain Cold left town. Um, it's, 
Yeah, I, I that was that was kind of sad. You think they could have like see? I I would have given those guys like a little bit of panache, like give one of them like an eye patch, and the other one like like, really, <laughs> like like I don't know, give them like three belts that are actually scarves. Um, maybe all robbers are pirates in my mind. Maybe that's where I'm headed. But, a nice cravat. Um, yeah, at least at least one cravat would have, because those guys were just like those guys felt like maybe we had. I mean, I don't want to knock the the quality of acting work that was there, but I felt like they didn't give those characters a lot to work with, and it's more like we have two people. Here are some prop guns, and like you know, act like you just robbed something. No, they they were like one step above like people with uh with those stripy they, outfits and masks yes. carrying a bag with a dollar sign on it. Yeah, in some ways, like that has character. These guys could have like those could have been the clothes that they showed up to work in that day <laughs> so, so sorry robbers wally has um, a billy club now he just speed punches i mean speed billy clubs mm-hmm. people yeah, sure yeah sure. but but anyway the reason they that's why they did it right in the show i don't see any reason like they try to give some dumb reason about why jesse and wally have to stay behind but there's no they're, they're going into an incredibly dangerous situation and they have two speedsters at the ready but instead they bring uh, you know, they, they, they don't bring them, but they, but they bring like Cisco and, and they bring Julian who, who has nothing to, sh- to, he to has contribute except and knowledge of, uh, and knowledge of the jungle, apparently. And knowledge of the jungle, which looks like you know, what? I, a lot like Vancouver. It's really right. hard to make the Pacific Northwest look like a jungle. Um, I mean, I know they've been doing it for about five years on Arrow, but it's really hard. Well, they, they, um, the part that made me laugh was when they uh they first appear and you can see like their breath is fogging up mm-hmm. and you're like ooh it's the darkest jungles of Africa where it's so cold that I can where, see your breath where this was filmed in January in Vancouver yeah, yeah. well, so, yeah, well but the there's shade, a yellow filter the, the shade of those trees those jungle yeah. trees is so mm-hmm. dense that is the, the jungle temp- evergreen yes yeah. the the yeah. <laughs> you know the temperature is is a, a lot colder it, it, mm-hmm. it is a rainforest. Yes. Mm-hmm. So fair point that it's raining on Caitlin's raincoat that she brings with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I mean, it's seen... Vancouver. What you gonna do? Yeah, I hadn't seen that raincoat since like 1989, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's you know this whole episode. I feel like it's it's easy for me to bash some of the stuff in it, and yet at the same time, and and this goes for a lot of stuff, not just the the the. Uh, jungle scenes or all the gorillas but like it's totally like the flash in a nutshell i think which is every opportunity they've got to steer away from something because let's be honest their budget's not going to allow them to do it i feel like this show is like nope we're going to do it anyway and we'll make it work somehow and and i love that they've got moxie right like they're trying yeah. they're like yeah we're gonna have lots of gorillas and we're gonna have a jungle in africa that our characters and we're gonna, gonna do a fly through of a of a gorilla city which has a surprisingly large uh, coliseum built onto the back of it uh, yeah i'm concerned about some urban planning there where the, like the coliseum is as big as the city itself yeah, it's usually uh-huh. just the soccer stadium they really like their soccer yeah, there. It's so, it's a but, but, it, it's it's community. You know, gorillas are very communal animals. Oh, that's but ooh, where do all those gorillas like that. that were in that coliseum as uh, visitors and uh, observers of the game? Where do they live? In the because forest. They no, Come okay, on. they don't. Oh, so so gorilla city is really just bureaucratic offices. It's where it's they, like you work and yeah. It's like okay, they they live in the woods and they commute to gorilla city to, for their day jobs and then they go back uh-huh. to the woods at night. Okay, we've yeah, had kids in that one. Yeah. There's like a ring of Dunkin' Donuts on the outside of gorilla city, so everybody stops in there on the way in, gets their it donut, like, and then goes it would to work. Be 
bananas and something, right? It would be... Um, they, they have smoothies. I mean, these aren't yeah. monsters, for Pete's sake, Tony. I mean, this is your mm. wheelhouse, and you're really criminalizing them. And, and <laughs> I, I've, frankly, I'm a They're little... They're hyper-intelligent uh, gorillas, That's in true. Fact. I, I did have a lot of questions about... Because uh, I thought this episode was fun and great, and was, you know... I, Really was pretty much all I could ever want it to be. But I have a lot of questions about Gorilla City. <laughs> because they are all hyper-intelligent. But I'm I'm unclear what exactly they're using that hyper-intelligence for. You know, sometimes Gorilla City is depicted as uh, like this, where it's like jungle temples. And sometimes it's depicted as like they are hyper-intelligent and it's like a, a futuristic city with like flying cars and such. So... I was unclear exactly what these like. Are these guys hyper intelligent by human standards or just by gorilla standards? Mm. Um, also, I felt like there was a lot of the architecture in Gorilla City that was like I can't imagine a gorilla building this. Um, but I guess I, that you, you just got to suspend some disbelief when you go to a city that's run by talking gorillas. Well, so. you got to figure. Do they have opposable thumbs? I'm kind of thinking not. They do, but it still seems like like I mean they're really big though. Like I couldn't see them like building that lock mechanism for that cage that they were in. Um, mm. They also like dampens their powers because don't worry about it. But, um, but they so. and they can also craft uh, toxic darts. Yes, there was a, a lot of blow darts. A, yes. a lot of blow darts from off camera. Because mm-hmm. all right, just everybody close your eyes. <laughs> Imagine a gorilla using a blowgun. It looks a little weird, doesn't it? It looks like especially di- when you're maybe like Dizzy Gillespie. Well, you're like a giant hulking gorilla. Why don't you just walk over there and punch that guy in the head? But no, yeah. blow darts from off from off camera. Um, the again, it's sort of adorable. Like at the end, they do a pretty effective job of when they're running in the in the in the forest slash jungle, mm-hmm. and and they're like Cisco. Also, there's a great line of dialogue, which is, "All right, we're far enough away from the city. We can we can do a breach here now." It's like, is that is Cisco limited? Can he not do breaches in Gorilla City for some reason? Is there a zoning uh, I, regulation assuming, or something? So I'm assuming there's some power dampener in the power. City. Yeah, like like their cage only writ large. Anyway, so they go there, yeah. and and it is kind of effective where they're like. Oh, they're coming, and there's noises and stuff. And I swear, you can't see anything. It's just no. like the darkness of the trees. But it's pretty effective. It's pretty effective. like you just know that they're out there and cheap. It, like they, yeah. that like was a well well executed little bit where you you feel like the gorillas are about to get you, and you need to go back to Earth One without them having to spend any money on gorillas. Yeah, and I mean they clearly spent a lot of their money that probably could have gone across many episodes on the big fight scene in the Coliseum totally. with the many many gorillas, and then the the big fight with with Solovar and his right. kind of gladiator uh, and that spear last shot, and shield. The, the, the last yeah. shot where they've got the whole like gorilla army of assembling yeah. in the middle of the Coliseum. That that's mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, yeah, they 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 spent a lot of money. I mean, that's the thing is that you can just see like where they put their money and where they're like, we have no more money to spend. So, and I thought, you know, the thing where the gorillas are mind controlling people and talking through them, uh, I thought that was a reasonable hack to uh, avoid showing gorillas talking. Mm-hmm. Except they they then choose every time that the gorillas talking through somebody, and then the gorillas like, and now for a fact, I'm going to come in and deliver the uh, the, the, the final line. line of our conversation from, yeah. but. I'm going to be backlit so you won't see my face. Um, but, yeah, the fact that but they like, come in to deliver the last message is like, well, I'm just, okay with it, just, it if it's like Grodd somewhere else, but he's yes. he, he's speaking through me now. But no, he's right there. He's, like, he's right, right around that the door. corner, like, like maybe like peeking. Like it really undermines <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I, I don't know. Their psychic, the, the brilliance of the psychic gorilla thing is they don't even need to try to animate talking. 
Mm-hmm. They just, their face can be impassive. And so I did find myself wondering, they must have decided that having an impassive gorilla monologue, like, even if they could do it, um, would be boring because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be emoting or anything like that where a human actor will emote. And that mm-hmm. might be, but it is, yeah, yeah, having them just pop in for the big, you know, for their big final, uh, which they did bon twice, mo. right? Yeah. Yeah, twice. Yeah. It felt like yeah, three times. Would... I, I was like, boy, this <laughs> trick is getting a little old, fellas. Mm-hmm. I, I was also a little confused. Again, here, I'm nitpicking lots of little things that maybe you're not supposed to think about. Because Salivar also does the thing. So Salivar yes. is also a psychic? Um, yes. Okay. I think I, th- I actually looked up Gorilla City on Wikipedia, because this is what the show makes Gorilla me City. do. Right. Yeah. right. And, yep. it, uh, and it said that Salivar the, was the, in DC mythos is a psychic gorilla like Grodd, and then Grodd mm-hmm. overthrows him. And yes. that not all the gorillas are powerful psychics, I guess, but that, that the king was, and then... But they're and, leaders. And, and they're so, was, so was Grodd. Yeah, they're civil servants and all their right. celebrities. Right, oh. and I guess in DC lore, Grodd is from Gorilla yes. City. But, and then it, you know, in The Flash, they've rewritten it to be that Which he's is a... Which fine. He's a meta-gorilla, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And I thought I, I was I was pretty I, I watched it twice and it, I think it was even worse the second time. Um, Tom Cavanaugh <laughs> as the first gorilla speaker oh. um, was mm-hmm. not good. I'm sorry. Like and he's great. He plays. I mean, even in this episode, he plays two different characters pretty well. Um, but he was not a great gorilla delivery <laughs> voice method. Um, he I think he tried to do like he did kind of Grodd's lumbering around, which maybe helped a little bit. But his actual dialogue. <laughs> It just felt like he was voicing a D and D character. Well, see, and then not, but, he was only half invested in playing. Or yeah, something, so. but then Cisco does it, and Cisco doesn't, you know, kind of take on the gorilla nature of the of the voice. He's just, he he's just talking basically in like a Batman yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, and so I, it was kind of like, ugh. you know, if you're going to really psychically puppet somebody, it seems like it would be the about the same every time. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, he, I, che- uh, you oh. know, you gotta give it for, for Tommy Boy. He definitely chewed the scenery on it, though. Mm-hmm. At the, if you look closely, and I watched it twice as well, and we talked about this before we recorded. Uh, you can see Tom Cavanaugh almost break character and start smiling at the end of it, as if he's saying to himself, yeah. I, "I don't know about this." There's, uh, <laughs> I just there's, got paid to deliver this guerrilla dialogue. <laughs> there's a moment where, um, where uh, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Uh, um, sorry, I just sometimes no, wait, I have it, to call it. Yeah, no, that works. There's there's a, there's a moment where where he has that. Um, there's there's a couple toss off pieces of dialogue that I really appreciated because they're they're like going to pay lip service to selling their ridiculous premise just to stop nerds, basically. <laughs> so there's a scene where Julian basically, when Tom Cavanaugh starts talking as Grodd, um, and 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 I think Barry's like, uh, Grodd, oh Grodd, it's 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 Grodd talking through them. And uh, and and Julian's like, that's a thing. And Cisco's like, oh yeah, it's totally a thing. <laughs> All right, okay, I'll I'll allow it. You got me. I was yeah. a little upset that they did use the sick prisoner uh, uh, routine to get to mm-hmm. get out of this whole mess. I know I've just yeah. jumped way ahead, but yeah, but they freeze they freeze Barry to escape, right? They freeze him to death? Question mark and. And the, the gorilla response is to remove him from the cage and just, like, fling him into the corner. In the bone pile. The bone pile. Yeah. So the, Which probably, I mean, that bone pile started as a corpse pile. So that's, you know, sure. 
Uh, I mean, they're, they're, gorillas are very into, they like to declutter things, Jason. You know, oh. take this, take this prisoner and hold it in your hands. And if it does not bring you joy, get rid of it. That's um, good. You know? Yeah. That's right. That's from like gorilla closets are very small, you see. Yeah. So I mean, if you, do you if you don't, I mean, it gets away from you and then you're just, you're neck deep in corpses and that's no mm-hmm. way to run a gorilla city. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I thought the uh, the blue uh, face was a little like, how dead is he supposed to be? <laughs> like, like, you know. But I mean, I guess again, you're filling a gorilla. Their break, their breakout of prison plans are limited to the things they themselves saw on television. Um, it was like but, Oompa yes, Loompa, I, but in reverse. Yeah, if I was running a prison, I would probably just leave the corpse of the Flash there for like a couple weeks to make sure he's right. really dead. But. Yeah, but they had to get but, out some way. But Barry, does Barry have unfreezing powers? Did she just like freeze the very top layer of his skin so she's like exfoliating him, and so he looks dead? But in the end, he can just vibrate away and and come back to life. I I have some questions about quite how this all worked. Which they, yeah. you know, I guess to their credit, to make the story moving along, there's no explanation. It's like mm-hmm. he's fine. Ha-ha, we made a, we, we made a them. city full of gorillas. What more do you want from us <laughs> yeah. people? Yeah, fair I'm, point. You know, I'm no scientist. But I would say that it is due to Barry's hyper metabolism, Uh, and so he can he can be frozen down much like any of us, except when he heals, you know, he can just do the shiver quiver and just knock it off. Mm-hmm. Sold. Head cannon accepted. Thank you. Yeah. I'm will. I'm willing to believe that. In other things, the the Flash. Uh, I don't think he's done it on this show, but I know there's at least in one of the animated things that we watched uh, last summer. Uh, the Flash fakes a heart attack by basically just cre- making his heart rate go so high that it's no longer measurable. Uh, so people think he's dead. <laughs> so I'm willing to believe that the Speed Force gives you a, a range of ways to make it you appear no longer uh, of the living. So in order to it, fool a gorilla. Yeah, and so. again, he's a. It's not that gorilla did not go to med school, so you know he's not a gorilla doctor. He's a gorilla guard. Yeah, I mean, and he didn't take his pulse. He just he just said like, oh, he's cold into the into the uh, the bone <laughs> into pile. the bone pile. Well, yeah, you know. And speaking of hearts, Barry's one inch punch heart punch was mm. pretty diabolical and a little on the dark side, but didn't yeah. kill him. I mean, he just kind of, I guess. Did the same thing to Solivar's heart, gave him a little speed bump, and it put him into a little cardio infarction? I guess so. I, it, you know, the fight, again, there was not a lot of logic to it. I, don't, I didn't totally get, you know, Solivar's big dust cloud that seemed to really take, take a lot out of Barry. It seems yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, like Barry's you just supposed to be run, doing a lightning throw, and he yeah, just and then, keeps, like, running in a ring and doesn't really, like, even work happened. up to the lightning throw. Yeah, um, and it's it, it's totally unclear, right? What happens to him? Like Grodd comes in and says, "Naha, now I'm in charge because you beat the king," but we mm-hmm. don't like have any confirmation that the king Solivar is dead or anything, right? He's just he was just defeated by Barry, and he kind of he's still breathing when he's laying on the ground. He kind of goes, "Ugh," but I, I, you know, it didn't look like he was dying. It looked just like he got he got punched beaten. really hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, also when he, when he, when Barry's vibrating his his arm, I thought he was going to do his like. Uh, his his um tornado Harry strike. Wells. I thought he was going to do his Harry Wells um Cisco thing, where he just vibrates into his heart and kills him. But instead, it was like a vibrating punch. Yes, which is not quite the it's same. Like splitting thing. the difference. Yeah, non lethal damages. You know, that's right. That's right. I'm just trying to knock this big silverback gorilla out I'm by putting a vibrating it. hand through his torso. <laughs> so. Yeah, or kind of like uh-huh. vibrating up to his chest. Yeah, and 
I don't know. It makes perfect I, sense I, when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Mm, does it? Um, <laughs> um, you know, they, they've all been darted. Perhaps their memory of this this whole if, series of events is a little cloudy. Told you, if Everybody's... somebody told you three years ago, The Flash will feature a three-minute-long scene in a future episode in which the F- Barry running at high speed the entire time is fighting a giant silver intelligent gorilla in a the center of a coliseum being watched by other intelligent gorillas. Uh, are you looking forward to watching this show? I think we would all say yes, yes right? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Then, then ta- so, top sold off in into, the room. A multi, yeah. into a multi-universe. Sure, I'll yeah. buy into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they delivered. They delivered it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. th- there was that question when Grodd was dumped unceremoniously in Gorilla City. Uh, what was that last year? That yeah. that it was like, are they? Are we going to actually see Gorilla City? Like, how are they going to manage that? And this I, this is our answer, which is very carefully, but yeah. with this one big set piece. So, yeah. Though we may see more gorillas next episode. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll see hundreds, but um, yeah. 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 Well, I, clearly there will be more. It's because it, it's it's a two parter yeah. basically, which unfortunately I knew going in. I think there, I saw a CW promo where they said it's the big two part Gorilla City mm-hmm. spectacular, and I thought, oh well, the part one actually gives you a good. You don't know it's part one until the after the Flash yeah. title card pops up and they show that that uh, the Gypsy is being also held by Grodd. So I wanted to a- ask uh, if Grodd is trying to. Grod brings them all there. Grod kidnaps. Okay, let, let's talk about plans. Can we yeah, talk about plans? Because Grod's plan it, is it, both as, very complicated and maybe not. As, actually as long as long as you, when discussing this plan, Jason, you include uh, cryptograms. Okay. Okay. Well, first so, off, let's let's diagram let's diagram the Flash team's plan, which is go to Earth to walk into Gorilla City and see what happens. As far as I can tell, I think that's their plan. Their Find plan Wells, is res- get out. yeah, rescue Wells, leave. But well, but rescue him how? Well, we'll figure it out. We'll just walk I mean, in there. To, Julian's to be fair. Have. To be fair, the plan worked. So <laughs> well, it's hard to argue with results, All Jason. Right. You, um, you got me. You got me. But what's yeah. Grodd's plan? Explain Grodd's plan to me. All right, I think I can explain Grodd's plan. I don't like it, but I think I can explain it. All right. So, uh, the so I guess I should start at the end. Grodd's plan is that he needs he wants to uh, return to Earth One Central City. In order to do that, he needs an army of apes and the means to get there. In order to get the army of apes, he needs to seize control of Gorilla City and convince all the denizens of Gorilla City that humans are actually a threat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in order to get the means to do there, at one point it's mentioned that Harry Wells has that means, and he does have that means, right? Because he pops over to Earth-1 when he needs to, Jesse Quick can do it. But Grodd does not know that, but he knows that Harry Wells can get him to the Flash, who can do it, but not actually the Flash, Cisco, um, and somehow creates a logic puzzle, which he emails to Harry Wells on Earth it, was it is it emailed? I just want to make that clear. I wasn't sure if how, that's headcanon I, now. I wasn't sure how it was how it was transmitted. Um, I did not see Grodd using an iPhone. I think it's point. a gorillagram. I think it was yeah. a gorillagram. What? Well, you know, is, that, is that on paper would, or rocks or how is that delivered? He would, guys, I think he would use Gmail. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> gorilla mail, zing! Um, yes, so, so that, that they don't the, have the, that's, the breaches that's is the thing Gmail that I have the issue about because yeah. it sounds like Harry is being lured there. Really, Jesse thinks he's being lured there because he has the knowledge of the breaches, but mm-hmm. in fact, he's being lured there to lure the Flash there because Which he knows the Flash can defeat Salivar. 
And once Salivar is defeated by humans, then uh, one, Grodd will be in charge, and B, all the girls will be mad and at humans and be willing to go along with the attack. But the breach thing is the part that confuses me, because first it's sort of like, well, Harry can do breaches. And then it's like, well, but they're going to bring Cisco along, and it's all a trap so that they get Cisco. I need... In fact, he says, I need you, Cisco, because you have the breach power. But then at the end, he's like, yeah, but I got Gypsy. It's fine. So I guess applying Uh, liberal headcanon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. How did he get Gypsy? Because now (laughs) we don't know. So, I mean, I'm assuming there's another cryptogram somewhere in this. Is is the scene with Gypsy uh, chronologically like right after, or could that be weeks or months after? Grodd says something in that that last scene that's something like... uh, who says I didn't plan ahead? Ha ha ha! Or well, have a which backup he refers plan. to his earlier, like I'm always one step ahead. Chess, you know, chess players. Uh, ah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Right. So he must. I, so my my feeling is that he's already got Gypsy, and okay. he doesn't need Cisco. That that in the end, Cisco would maybe maybe help with the bandwidth. You could sell send twice as many gorillas mm-hmm. uh, per per second GPS. That's what it stands for, gorillas yep. per second. Uh, if you've got two of these breach people, then if mm-hmm. you only have one. But, uh, but really why they're there is just, he is just as a coup. They're, they're really, mm-hmm. it's all just a sham to get, uh, Salivar, uh, beaten by the Flash. Because, how, because how do, Grodd is, is wimpy compared to Salivar. How, how does he know about Earth-16? And before you answer, I think I may have an answer. When, oh. And this is going to be more, like, this is where I go dive in the Wikipedia part. Can Grodd read your mind when he's puppeting you? And I say that because the only person who would know about 16 or even multiple Earths would be Harrison. Mm -hmm. So is he picking his pocket, so to speak? Maybe. I I did not even think of that. That actually, I guess he, he is a psychic gorilla if he can read through people's minds. I guess that could give him a lot of mem- information, and especially in the earlier in last season, I mean, he got all that information that that general had, so he he may know a lot, right? Uh, I, my, I had totally overlooked that. My other theory is just that there's some other runaway from from HR's mm-hmm. world who came to Earth Two at one point, and so they know mm-hmm. that Gypsy is a whatever she is a you know a dimensional cop, whatever yeah. her title is, I forget. I but. mean. Gypsy didn't look super thrilled to be there, right? I mean, no. It, it, it was. Un- it, I think they kind of staged it so it was unclear whether uh, she's just there unhappily doing her job versus is some kind of captive versus he has something over her. Uh, but certainly, she didn't look like she was uh, exactly like a, a gung ho accomplice to to the attack on, on Central City by an army of gorillas. Um, but I, I, I'm sure there'll be at least at least one line, the throwaway line that establishes uh, why she has to do whatever Gorilla Grodd yeah. says. They've got they um, to explain that, right? I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's, they just saved that. It's just in the teaser, so they can tell the whole backstory on that mm-hmm. next week, presumably. Yeah. Uh, question. How do we feel about Jesse joining the team on Earth-1? That's a lot of speedsters. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so I like it. I mean, it is a lot of speedsters. Although what I've decided, I've come to the acceptance phase, guys. That um, the Flash, every every problem on the Flash is solved by speed. Like that's just. I, I'd like it to have more variety where it isn't always run faster, Barry. But it seems like that's just how it is. 
Yeah, we, we've got a bunch of hammers. There are a lot of nails. That's just yeah, what the some show of them is look be. like a psychic gorilla, but they're still just a hammer. <laughs> but yeah. it's still just a hammer or a nail. So, given that, having more speedsters might actually be fun because at least you could have like more complicated kind of puzzles of different speedsters moving in different directions. And what I really hoped for this season that hasn't happened, but I, I still have hope for it in the show, is that Barry can go from being the student to being the mentor and he's done mm-hmm. that a little bit with wally but i really like the idea of like having the flash team and like flash family and barry's kind of in charge of it and that jesse and wally are the impulsive youngsters and barry's now like the old pro because that would be a fun thing for his character to not have to solve everything himself maybe you know step back and use some of his science knowledge that he allegedly mm-hmm. has as a <laughs> yeah. csi but we never see and yeah. that might be good for that character i don't know I'm I'm interested to see how long she will hang around for because uh, yeah. it just feels like a kind of thing where like yeah we'll have like four episodes and then she'll go back. Uh, I don't moving from one dimension to another does seem like that's like a big deal. So, uh. and are we going to have two HRs then for this next episode? Oh, interesting. I well, they, they did also. They also did the kind of thing where like they they're standing there and they're you know they they're kind of ch- trading their little jibs and jabs at each other. And then and he's and uh, Harry seems like he's fine. And then it's like, well, actually, we're you know he needs to like he's he's in some kind of medicated sleep at the end. Um, right. So maybe we don't need him around next. Which I thought was like that's very dramatic. I mean, he's and he's not like he wasn't like on an IV or something. But he went from I'm standing here to like you know no I need medical attention. Um, so I, I'm guessing we'll only see one, but I, it was it was fun seeing both of them. Uh, HR was really fun in this episode. So and you know he he has been kind of hit or miss in terms of how annoying versus how amusing he is, but uh, he's growing on me. So yeah, he's carrying his drumsticks around, and yeah. uh, and 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 there's that realization of like, oh, I'm sure you saved everybody with your genius, and they're like, yeah, no, he doesn't have any of that. That was really good. <laughs> um, I have a wacky theory, which is that with with Gypsy in play. And with Jesse and Harry on Earth One, that it's possible that we could end up with a scenario where like Jesse and Harry stay and HR goes back to his homeworld. But I, I'm gonna negate that immediately by just saying I think he's like got a death sentence if he goes back to his homeworld. He's yeah, like he permanently can. exiled. Although maybe his marketing would work really well on Earth too. Maybe they Maybe there's a trade there. There's a lot of Earths out there. there so. There's a lot of a lot of different parts for Tom Cavanaugh to play, but uh, you know, it's it's. I, I think they've done a great job with HR. I was skeptical mm-hmm. about having this completely different kind of Harry Wells character, and and they've done a great job with that. So yeah. you know, it is fun to have the multiple characters a little bit, though. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a kick. What we did establish in this episode that HR is very good, or at least thinks he's very good at relationship advice. Yes, uh, maybe that will be the cr- the critical linchpin for. Uh, uh, Gypsy and Cisco um, being in the same episode again. Easy. Um, yeah. They're the same person. Can't do it. So, well, maybe some key uh, relationship advice will save the day, and maybe she'll only bring over, you know, half of an army of gorillas or something. Um, or she'll send them all home. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, well, it'll be curious to see what exactly she's doing. Because it seems like transferring, if you're an interdimensional bounty hunter, it seems like there should probably be something in the rule book that says don't transfer an army of gorillas from Earth 2 to Earth 1, right? Like, that seems right. like a... Yeah, that's that's not not kosher. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe she's turned in her badge. Um, but... Grodd, for, for an interdimensional uh, would-be uh, ruler, he, he seems to think small. Like, 
every time he talks about uh, what he's going to do, it's like, I'm going to take over Central City. Ha ha, that'll show you. It's like Central City, that's it. You have a army of thousands of gorillas, super intelligent gorillas that you're bringing to Earth One, and you just want to take over the city. Yeah. You know, it'll be like New Gorilla City, and then that's it, and you stop. Also, yeah, and also, I mean, I, I you know, well, maybe we'll get a, a lot of insight into Grodd, but I just, I, I, you know, even if Grodd wins, which he's not going to, I don't yeah. see him as being, like, you know, Gorilla Grodd, after three weeks of running Central City, is going to be like, oh my god, this is the worst. Yeah. Get me out of here. Sanitation. Um, so, oh, so much bureaucracy. Collection. Yeah, and I lived in a sewer. This is the worst. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I don't think he's so much pacing and big. He's motivated by revenge, which is interesting. Yeah. I imagine that they'll have some of that dynamic with Caitlin again because that is like the hook there, and they made reference mm-hmm. to it this time that that they have that like relationship a, a little bit. Even though I know he feels he feels betrayed, but he got like dropped with his people, which is you know it's too bad that he feels so betrayed by them that he's going to come and destroy them because they were just kind of yeah they misled him, but they dumped him in like a great place, presumably. Yeah. Unless yeah. he has a sob story about it, but you know they helped him, you know, take over the whole city now. So it was like a know. sanctuary. It was. I mean, they're really kind of helping him. Yeah, he oh, didn't well. see, see it that way. I mean, yeah. he, he described it as like a living hell, and it's like it's Gorilla City. You're a gorilla. It's in the name. <laughs> but, so yeah. So can I ask about Speedster's honor, which is a thing that Barry, <laughs> or that uh, Barry says in this episode? It's, it feels like a very Barry thing to say. How oh. many Speedsters are honorable in this show? That is well, my question. Like, like I mean, he, he's starting it. You got things got to start somewhere. <laughs> okay. Jason. All right. Okay. So, so, it's the Speedster I mean, oath. He's not a scout, so he can't say scout's honor. So he said speedster honors. He's going to start the speed scouts. You, th- you think um, Barry Allen's not a scout? I bet you he's like an eagle scout. He could not uh, be a bigger they, boy They have scout. established that Ray Palmer is an eagle scout. Um, I don't know about Barry. Um, like they, they have not established it. I'm, I'm just saying he's a wee blow. Bar- Barry yeah, went past Weeblows for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I will. I mean, Ray Palmer is a lot more of an eagle scout. He's got that. That's true. Uh, you know, he's got that inconvenient levels of nerdiness. Um, that, that, Fair. You know, Barry Allen is a little bit more well-rounded. Um, sorry, so Eagle Scouts. Can, can, <laughs> I, um, can I praise Julian? Because I, I think can. he was the best thing in this episode. I think he mm-hmm. was great. I think he was hilarious. I love that he's kind of an outsider, but he's enthusiastic. He wears the Indiana Jones outfit, which sort of makes sense because we did see him first time we saw him. He was on the that safari or, or no, that, that that dig in Egypt where all of his entire team got killed and he got possessed yep. by a monster. And he, kept, he kept the clothes from that. He yes, kept the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> And so. uh, and he's got some funny lines throughout, which I thought was pretty good. And the uh, repeated uh, "I live for danger" sometimes <laughs> said with more uh, believability in his voice than others. Uh, yeah, which I thought was good. Which yeah. is like good words to live by if you are interested in dating Caitlin Snow. So uh-huh. you know, or being a part of Team Flash at all. I like yeah. that Barry tells him to just keep it on the down low with with Sing, and instead he shows up wearing the Indiana Jones outfit. It's like, no, no, I'm coming. I I totally lied for both of us, Alan. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could have done that, but you didn't. But I did it, and now I'm going to come with you. It's just he just it's a it's a fun uh, mm-hmm. character to drop in that mix of somebody yeah. who's like really enthusiastic about this and wants to be part of the team, even though he acts like he's too cool for school. Then he reveals himself to be a giant nerd. It's I, yeah. I enjoyed him throughout. He shouldn't have been there, but he. To- but I think the show agreed he totally shouldn't have been there, but he was there. So what you going to do? <laughs> he is laying yeah. down that Macter beam on Caitlin like no <laughs> oh, other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder if there'd be yeah. some grod jealousy there. 
This uh, this season feels uh, it's fun because there's such a, a large number of characters now, and in this episode we even had the the, the two wells. Uh, but it does feel a little overwhelming with all the bits and pieces. I, you know, when they come back from Gorilla City and they have the, they have the the big group meeting in the you know the the breach room, and then there's like five coda scenes with like different pairs of characters, and I was like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of characters on this show now that are important. Um, but it is fun when they get mixed and match. It's tricky when it's like everybody needs to have a mention in this episode, even if they didn't get to do much, right? Like, like Iris and Barry need to get a scene, even though Iris didn't get to do much in this episode. Yeah. Um, Iris and Joe are kind of sidelined for most yeah, of Yeah, they got sidelined too. this episode, unfortunately. Um, Iris yeah. had like the one line about like, yeah, I know how to boss my brother around and keep, you know, keep him in line. Mm-hmm. But does she? Never really, I mean, ha- never really happens. Yeah. No. Uh, no. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's a there's a lot of characters and a lot of moving parts, but it is it is they've added some fun dynamics, which I like. Mm-hmm. I was going to say my other since I haven't been on uh, here as a guest for a while, I was going to mention uh, Savitar because I'm of two minds about Savitar. <laughs> Savitar shows up in the opening every time now, right? Like every time there's like, oh, Savitar, he killed Iris, and I'm trying to avert that. And I can't decide whether it's infuriating that Savitar keeps getting mentioned, but is essentially a complete blank. Like, Savitar is more of an idea than a character. Like, mm-hmm. I think we've seen Savitar, but really it was, it, most of what we saw was, uh, was, uh, <laughs> Fen- Tom Fenton in his, in his outfit as Dr. whatever, Spectrum alchemy. or uh, Alchemy, that's it. Um, but, so I can't decide whether it's infuriating that Savitar has no purpose other than to be this boogeyman at the end of the season, and he's just like a like a speed robot or something. I don't know. He's all silvery. <laughs> you know? Or, we prefer the term speed transformer. Thank yeah. you. Okay. He's, uh, all right. he's, he's more than meets the eye, Jason. Or whether I like that because Zoom was so disappointing that maybe I think I it helps a little bit because I just there's all those times where like Zoom pops in and he's like I'm really evil soon, very and it's soon. like <laughs> what, and then he goes what away. are you doing with your downtime Zoom um, whereas Savitar is just he's like all, Savitar exists as a crime that will be committed in the future and right. we know exactly what the, I mean I don't I don't actually know what Savitar's big plan is but we know the big bad thing that he's going to do is kill uh, Iris. And like everything is working backward from that, as opposed to let's say another season with a villain whose name rhymes with room, where we do a whole season and then at the last minute try and tack on what his evil plan was, and we don't have time for second pass people. So right. like there's going to be a loop, and there's going to be a race, and and don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this yeah. is my point is is that it frustrates me because Savitar keeps being brought up, but I feel like is just not an established character. Nope. I think I'd almost, I mean. Basically, they they did the thing with alchemy at the beginning of the season to like lay enough groundwork, and then they pulled back and they were like, "We're not going to see Savitar again." It sounds like basically until the end. Yep. And and that's uh, you know it's it's weird and a little frustrating, and yet given what I've seen this show do to some of the big bads over the first three seasons, I'm kind of okay with it. Maybe it's better to, for Savitar to be entirely like off the stage, off screen. We don't. It's just. Uh, a scary event from the future is is the thing everybody's worried about instead of a scheming bad guy this time. I don't know. It's a different way of playing it for sure. And part of me would say, well, wait a minute. We had, you know, the Zoom and then we got Savitar. It seems like polar opposites of each other. Why can't we come to a middle ground? But again, eh, if we had the middle ground, would we have a double uh, Grodd episode? I don't know. <laughs> 
Good point. I'm 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 hoping uh, season four does not have a speedster as the big bad. <laughs> how many more How many more speedsters they got in the can that they can, they can dust off and, and have it, run it around in nice. front of us. It would be nice if there was if there was some other kind of big bad yeah. event or something. I mean, they're kind of going for that now. Even though a speedster is is the cause of this with Savitar, it's actually like it is an event that they're trying to prevent mm-hmm. instead of like a, a person that they're trying or speed robot that they're trying to <laughs> to to or speed transformer. Fine, fine. Thank that you. they're trying to foil. I, I do wonder if maybe what they're where they're heading for is something about the Speed Force, where maybe they're going to do a season where it's all about like the unraveling of the Speed Force, and you know Barry's powers are unreliable or things like that, and that might be kind of cool because then it's almost like a problem to solve instead of a villain to defeat. Um, you know, I do wonder also about like how Flashpoint is going to roll into all of this because we still have yeah you know, we haven't Flashpoint revisited that there. in a little while, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah we've we, we, you know. That's going to yeah. come back in some way. Yeah, and Wally got his powers because of Flashpoint, which is, and and Alchemy, which is also weird. Um, or got him back, I guess. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. We're at that point, that mid-season point now, where it's sort of like unclear exactly where they're going, other than all the things that they've outlined on that whiteboard, mm-hmm. where they're explaining all the plot points which in future episodes. Which is a fun place to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we now have a ton of stuff. There's a lot of pieces on the board. And we don't know where they're going to go, which is, that's exciting. Uh, assuming it does look like there's, uh, you know, it's going somewhere and not just uh, scattering the pieces to the wind. Because, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pieces. Uh, I think a lot of things could happen. Uh, I would not be surprised if, uh, uh, here's here's my uh, random conjecture. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Wally does not retain his speed uh, past the end of the season. Like, hmm. that seems like, given that he got his powers from the Flashpoint... Uh, I wouldn't be super surprised if uh, there's some undoing of Flashpoint related things and his his speed goes goes away. But I don't know. Kate, maybe Kate, maybe his speed uh, will be Caitlin's powers will, would probably go away at that point too. That would probably be convenient. <laughs> so mm-hmm. oh, well, because be every time her powers come, every time her powers come up, uh, I have to remind myself that this does not make any sense about why no. her powers make her evil. Thankfully, we did not. We didn't worry about that today. Um, don't you think last? So last week I thought or the previous episode. Um, I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, I felt like they were backing away from that, where where Julian gives her that pep talk, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can you can do this, Caitlin. You can use your powers, and she does it again this time. She uses her powers and is not evil. I feel like maybe that's what they're going for. Is is basically Julian is the person who's saying, "Snap out of it. It doesn't make you evil unless you want to be mm-hmm. evil. You can just use them." And it's maybe all he'll, in your mind. Yeah, maybe that'll be reversed or something. But I'd like that because it nobody else nobody else has powers that turn them evil. Yeah, none. No. <laughs> so i don't know yeah. i don't know i enjoy watching the show i have to admit my wife uh fell asleep during the exciting fight scene <laughs> what like literally <laughs> fell asleep during the fight scene that, and afterwards not a girl like, fan <laughs> even that, not, that, I, that big droplet of blood yeah, yeah you didn't, didn't wake her up and say there's cgi blood there's cgi blood <laughs> no i did not it's there's a cg there's a camera spin <laughs> she woke up and she was like it's still going on i'm like yeah yeah it's still going on it, so it, that was a that was a tough 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 crowd tough it, crowd it did <laughs> seem like a pretty long episode well you know they had they had their moments i mean the way they sketched this out right is what money do we have to spend and how can mm-hmm. we spend it and they, they 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 sketched out the exact scenes that they wanted to spend the money in with the gorillas like where can we use the gorillas what are those shots 
And then they've got the rest of the episode to fill. So then you've got yeah. dialogue with Tom Cavanaugh. There's a lot uh, of hanging out in those cells. And, like, and Cisco talking. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And then there's the romantic uh, uh, romantic subplot back on Earth One that's happening where, where you know, HR, the love doctor, is giving advice to <laughs> Wally. Yep. I don't actually remember what his advice was. <laughs> It was like, and if it was even actually it. good or so much as he thought it was good yeah his yeah. advice was, it was his advice was follow yeah, your heart yeah tell um, yeah exactly i think that was it follow uh-huh. your heart tell your dad you're gonna leave done yeah you know what you know it turns out he may not be a genius in any area of no domain. he's just but he, he is yeah he's giving people the confidence that they already had inside them he's mm. just showing showing it to them I don't know, he seems to spend a lot of time taking credit for stuff, too. So. Yeah, no, he's kind of a flim-flam man, but sometimes yeah, he can use his powers for good instead of evil, so, you know. Yeah, and sometimes he's just over-caffeinated, so. <laughs> no, and I don't know where he got that that's hat. For sure. It still makes me angry. Um, so. well, that's for, it's from Earth 16, whatever. Yeah. Like fashion's different. They there, all have hats so. there, yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. Well, uh, gentlemen, I think we have probably, we're about to hit the point where the, we've talked about the episode as long as the episode uh, has been. Do you feel like we've covered all the things that need to be covered? I can't see anything else in the mist of the gorillas. <laughs> I, I see oh. what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, uh, the, I think it's the, been all good. That's good, good all? Uh, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we only have to wait a week for more CGI gorillas, <laughs> which is like the best news I can ever share with someone, and I only get to share about two times a year. <laughs> so <laughs> It's know, like double it. Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, mark your calendars, people. Uh, there better be at least one CGI girl in that next episode. Um, it's not some kind of fake out where the attack on uh, attack on Central City is just you know, uh, Urban Blight is attacking Central City. You know? um, <laughs> yeah, that would be disappointing. Yeah, the first scene so. is boy that gorilla attack. We're lucky we repelled that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oof. and then they clean do the clean up the rest of the episode. It's, yeah, a lot of just you know the Flash pushing a broom. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well that that's good. Sweep faster, Barry. Yeah. Moses, you want to take us home? Well, with that, fellas, it might be time for us to to part ways until Mm. the next gorilla attack. Whenever it might come. With that, I say good day and keep the gorillas away. And I thank Mr. Tony Sindelar. Goodbye, nerds. And Mr. Jason Snell. Goodbye, gorillas. Gorilla was one of my kids' favorite books as a as a when they were babies. Good night, Gorilla. Did they grow up to be Gorilla City denizens? Uh, no. You don't need to give away demographic information. It, 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 it was said. It was said at the zoo. So oh, okay. The gorilla was in a normal environment, not Gorilla City. It was not a, a children's book set in Gorilla City. That's very Although, judgmental. They were in prison. Yeah, you're saying that a zoo is more normal for gorillas than Gorilla City? I I don't know, Jason. We may have to talk about this more later. Um, I am saying that. That's exactly what I'm saying.